0: All right, let's bring on Danny Vietti, host of the Wake and Rake podcast. And let's start with that. According to Bob Nightingale, Nevada Governor Joe Lombardo is making it official. The Oakland A's are moving to Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, uh, the writing was kind of on the wall here. Uh, this last reverse boycott that happened Tuesday night in Oakland where all the fans showed out and 27,000-plus showed up. It was kind of uh, – I, I think most of them even know that the, – the, the writing was on the wall and this was bound to happen everybody knew that the governor of nevada was going to pass it once it got onto his desk it was a matter of whether it passed through the house the state house and, and it did that as well so right now it's pending approval from major league baseball and their 30 owners that's basically the last box that needs to be checked
2: Uh, So I wanted to move over really quickly to the AL East. Just a fascinating division because the Rays got off to just a ridiculous start. And now, you know, the Yankees are beat up. And I'm looking at the betting market. The Rays, for some reason, are minus 500 to win the East, which kind of makes sense, but also it's a ridiculous price. You have the Orioles who continue to win. They're sitting there at 12-1. to Any chance that anybody other than the Rays does end up winning the East? I mean, we're only here in June.
1: I mean, if we remember last year, the Yankees went into the All-Star break with... I don't remember what their division lead was in terms of games, but they were head and shoulders above anybody, not only in the American League, but across the entire league. All of a sudden, injuries mounted. Giancarlo Stanton went on the injured list. Rizzo went on the IL. Their bullpen got completely depleted, and the Yankees were actually one of the worst teams in baseball for a two-month stretch coming out of the All-Star break. Now, I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen with Tampa. I mean, Tampa's been beaten up on everybody. They're not giving us any reason to believe why they wouldn't continue to beat up on teams. Um, But it's baseball. You know, we see teams that get off to hot starts and completely fall off a cliff. We also see teams like the Atlanta Braves uh, a couple years ago or the Nationals in 2019. Uh, Teams that get off to incredibly slow starts and all of a sudden things click and people get healthy and that lineup gets hot. So uh, that division's tough, very tough. You have five teams that have legit shots to make the playoffs. Uh, Tampa baltimore new york toronto and boston so right now tampa thus far has been the best team both pitching defensively and offensively uh but anything can happen that american league east is tough
3: danny what do you think about the rangers are they for real
1: yeah it's good. oh they're for real um it's not rare to kind of look up at the scoreboard every night and i mean they're kicking people's asses they are beating teams 13 to 2 14 to 3 Uh, They're second in most offensive categories to only the Tampa Bay Rays. And Tampa's been getting all the love, as they should. Uh, But Texas, they were without Corey Seager for a month plus, who is unarguably their most professional um, hitter in their lineup. And they have American League Rookie of the Year candidate Josh Young, Marcus Simeon, one of the more underrated players, not underpaid, underrated or underappreciated players in Major League Baseball. Uh, Nathaniel Lau, Adoles Garcia is on pace for 130 RBI. Jonah Heim is playing at an all-star level. The lineup is real. Even without the health of Jacob deGrom, uh, the team's dangerous.
0: Is there a team right now that we look at as like you know one of the struggling teams? You could argue the Dodgers only eight games over five hundred. The Padres clearly struggling right now. Is there anybody you look at and say, okay, this team's got enough where they'll look better in the second half of the season? Yeah, I'm glad you
1: mentioned the Padres. Padres are going to be fine, folks. Yeah. You know, their lineup's starting to get going. You look at all the metrics, too. Like Everybody was concerned. Juan Soto, through the first month of the season, his tenure with San Diego Padres was just off to a mostly bad start. He wasn't the Juan Soto that we all came to love. But you look at his expected batting average, expected slugging, expected OPS. All indications were that Juan Soto was going to get it clicking again. And sure enough, he's had an OPS over the last 30 days of up over 1,000. Uh, his teammate, Fernando Tatis Jr., is back and already has cemented himself back into being one of the not only just best watches in baseball, but one of the most impactful players uh, in all of baseball Manny Machado is healthy now and the pitching has been one of the best rotations in baseball over the last month so there's still one game under 500 that's another division that are four teams deep right now fighting for playoff spots right now but I was never too concerned with San Diego the only thing that they were messing up really is runners in scoring position they were getting runners on they just weren't they, they just weren't getting guys in now they're starting to get guys in at a bit of a higher clip and everything else is is kind of fitting itself together.
2: Who do you think the biggest name will be that gets moved at the deadline? I know we're still a couple months away, but I was actually just listening to the Astros GM, Dana Brown. It looks like the Astros are going to look to probably acquire a bat. Uh, they got like seven wow. minor league dudes that they could probably move, but who do you think the biggest name would be uh, available at the deadline?
1: It's not going to be Otani, at least not right now, and a lot of people were expecting going into the season that Otani could be available, but right now, as I look at it now, the Angels are right now in third place in the American League West, but they're only about a game, game and a half back of the wildcard spot. And they have the longest playoff drought in Major League Baseball currently tied with the Tigers. So, And, and Otani, it's a contract year. So this is a last-ditch effort to finally make the playoffs. So he's going to be off the table. You could see guys like the entire Chicago White Sox rotation be moved. Guys like Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, uh, drawing a blank on their third starter lance lynn giolito dylan
2: Cease? Yeah,
1: dylan sees thank you dylan sees is about two years away from free agency so dylan yeah. sees could potentially be available as well i'm looking more so starting pitching wise at the deadline that's yeah where what I think about teams are gonna
2: be the what about really quick what about corbin burns or maybe marcus stroman do you think either of those yeah, guys get I was
1: going next? That's yeah. exactly where I was going next. Stroman said on Twitter, he's been pretty public about everything, he wants an extension with Chicago. He loves Chicago. But Chicago was not willing to engage in those extension talks before this season. So, yeah, maybe it, you know it's, the Cubs are struggling a bit. Um, and, and maybe you know it makes sense for them to make a move at the deadline. Corbin Burns, I'm glad you mentioned him. Going into this season, I thought Corbin Burns absolutely would be on the block looking at Milwaukee's history. They get rid of guys like Josh Hader a year and a half early uh, before he hits free agency. Corbin Burns is going to be a free agent not after this year, but after next year. That's how Milwaukee operates. They tend to get rid of guys two years prior to free agency rather than one. Right now, they're playing terrible baseball. I wouldn't be surprised if he is absolutely on the trading block.
3: What do you think uh, has gone so well recently for the Angels? You mentioned they're not going to move Otani because they're just, what, like a game and a half, two games back of the Astros, third in the AL West, eight and two in their last ten. Like, why are things starting to turn around for them, do you think?
1: Their pitching is formidable, which was expected. Their rotation is actually probably the best it's been in at least half a decade since the last time they made the playoffs in 2014. Offensively, Zach Neto, who they brought up about a month and a half ago, he was playing college baseball a year ago. Uh, they drafted him last year in the first round in the 2022 draft, and they've already brought him back up, or up into the big leagues, and he's starting at shortstop form. And he's made a huge boost defensively for them. It's guys around Trout and Otani that are starting to chip in, which... That's been the narrative for years, is they haven't had enough of a supporting cast. But you have guys like Hunter Renfro making some noise. Um, uh, You have uh, guys like uh, Gio Urshela making noise. And like I said, the pitching's been formidable. So uh, it's a collective group effort, which is rare to see for the Angels.
3: Do you think we'll ever get to see Rendon back to the peak level he was at uh, when he played for the Nats? (sighs) That's
1: a great question. Uh, I wish I could say yes, but indications, like you look at his metrics, exit velocity, expected batting average, barrel percentage, all indications are he's just not the same player that he was. He just flat doesn't hit the ball as hard as he used to. And unfortunately, the Angels have been handcuffed by bad contracts in years past. who Holes, Josh Hamilton, CJ Wilson. So far, Rendon has missed almost as many games as he's played because he's been injured. And those injuries start to mount. They start to take a toll on your body. So I wish I was wrong, but the numbers say otherwise.
0: Talking to Danny Vietti, BetMGM tonight. Uh, Corbin Carroll is a heavy favorite to win NL Rookie of the Year at minus 350. Ellie De La Cruz, a lot of hype, obviously, when he got called up. Great debut. He's at plus 700 right now. Can anybody catch Carroll for that NL Rookie of the Year award? I'm looking
1: more so at Bobby Miller for the Dodgers, actually, because that dude's been lighting up the, not just the radar gun, but he's been lighting up the numbers, too. And the Dodgers need a guy to accrue innings right now because their pitching staff has been pretty depleted. They already started the season without Walker Bueller. You have old man Clayton Kershaw still in there, who's probably their most consistent starter, but he leads all active players in innings pitch. He's an injury away from, from you know, really hurting their team starting pitching wise. They need Bobby Miller right now, and he's been pitching very, very well. Ellie De La Cruz is a remarkable talent. Uh, You cannot take your eyes off of him. I just wonder if it's too late for a hitter to stack up the amount of numbers that Corbin Carroll has already accrued. So Corbin Carroll right now has a massive lead in the race. I think if anybody, Bobby Miller has a shot to catch him.
2: Uh, Danny, you look at the MVP market and it's like heavy chalk. Otani's all the way at minus 250 and we're only in June. And then Okunia Jr. is at minus 135. Any reason to bet anybody in either division um, for MVP other than Otani and Okunia? I mentioned Tatis. That dude, what he's been doing on both
1: sides of the ball, defensively and offensively. Look, the, the media does not want Tatis to win the award. Yeah. And as we all know, the MVP not just in Major League Baseball but other leagues too it's often a narrative award but if the Padres all of a sudden come back from this slow start and it remember it was Tatis that missed the first month of the season due to the suspension all of a sudden the Padres start to get things going his wins above replacement is top looks like 13 in the league and that's despite missing the first month of the season the numbers you cannot ignore so the media can do what they want I'm a media member. I can critique myself. The media can do what they want with the MVP award, but you cannot overlook his numbers. And if Tatis just keeps it going, um, look out for him. He's at plus 3,000 last I checked.
3: Danny, we only have about a minute. What would you do with the Cy Young in the American League and in the National League?
1: Right now, I mean, Shane McClanahan's been fantastic in the American League. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Otani had a great start there for a while, but his command just has not been there. Still obvious, like you said, chalk for MVP. Uh, who are the top candidates in the National League? Remind me.
3: So we've got Zach Gallen at plus 200, Kershaw at plus 550, Spencer Strider, who I like a lot, is plus 700, Zach Wheeler plus 800, Mitch Keller plus 900.
1: Okay. When thinking about just the odds, I mean, Strider has – he struggled in his last start, but the amount of strikeouts that got that guy at Cruz is second to none in the league. Um, I'm putting my money in on Strider for the rest of the year. I had my money on him to start the season as well. So um, he's going to – that's another pitching staff that needs innings too. They've been depleted by injuries. They need every inning and every out from Spencer Strider.
2: Uh, Danny, we only got about, like, 45 seconds. The NL Central, the Pirates with a one-game lead over the Brewers. You have the Reds a game and a half back. Any reason to bet anybody other than the Brewers? Would you maybe look at the Reds? Reds. Or do you think maybe they're a year or two away
3: 1,700.
2: Yeah, 17 to one. America's team, baby.
1: Uh, I mean, they're fun, right? Um, they don't pitch well, but their lineup's good with India and Steer and De La Cruz, and they're actually going to get Votto back. Um Think next week which is another boost for that lineup the brewers just got done getting swept by oakland at home i if i had money i would look elsewhere but if i'm you know if i'm trying to gamble my money away I, <laughs> pittsburgh has yeah. been playing better ball lately i still like the cardinals talent wise i still like the cardinals uh by law on the cardinals man why not they have probably the most
0: talent in that division still. Yeah. It's like, like, bet it all. Just bet bet it all. I was literally (laughs) thinking that. 401k, pen, 503c. Danny Vietti, host of the Wake and Rake podcast. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.